1: There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses.
2: It's the art and science of money.
1: My job has been to try and figure out which is which.
2: It's Hi-Fi Radio, from the Global News Radio Studios in Toronto, with Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers, here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle.
0: Well, good morning, my friends. Welcome to the weekend, and welcome to Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money. Money matters. You can't really have too much of it, and if you do... So many charities out there you can support. Uh, There's an amazing industry that's been emerging for a number of years. And uh, it continues to flourish amidst COVID-19. And that is the industry of e-sports, video games for a fella who grew up with Pong. You know what I mean? If you have kids and they're teenagers, they're all over it. Uh, Stocks that Jack and I have been entertaining over the years, you know, names like Activision, Take-Two Interactive, Uh, electronic arts, all successful businesses because of the industry of video gaming. Uh, But the industry, of course, has gone global. And, well, the uh, business has evolved into a sports industry with teams, with sponsorships, even with agents. Now, I ask you, do your kids play video games? Uh, Or do you know someone who plays video games? Perhaps they are the next star. And if they are, Well, they need an agent. And so Jack and I, of course, have brought on Evan Cubes this morning. Uh, He's the president of Rumble Gaming. He's also the co-founder of MKM. Uh, He's a lawyer by trade, and he is now an agent. And, of course, uh, if you have a rising star, they're going to need a good contract and someone to guide them through this new evolving sport. And that is exactly what Evan does. Uh, Evan, uh, congratulations, first off, uh, on being on the edge and the verge of an emerging multi-billion dollar industry um, that certainly is attracting uh, eyeballs uh, and putting bums in seats. Uh, that's really what it's all about when it comes to the industry of uh, uh, attracting the masses to any form of entertainment, be it within a stadium or, well, on a virtual uh, environment that ends up on a screen that people can, of course, enjoy. Uh, it, it's also incredible, I have to say, Evan, that this industry is not only one for participants, but even it has become a spectator sport. So, uh, Evan Cubes, welcome to Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, You've been on a number of times, and it's a a pleasure to have you uh, in our arsenal uh, on this industry. Uh, Good morning to you.
3: Absolutely. Thank you so much
0: for having me on again, Joaquin. Really appreciate it. So, um, let's talk. Last time we had you on the show was about six months ago, uh, just before COVID became front and center. Tell us what's happened in the last six months and, and, and how has COVID-19 uh, affected both good and bad uh, e-sports? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a really great question,
3: both, because obviously COVID-19 has decimated much of uh, the economy from one perspective, but really the entertainment space as a whole, both as the music industry and traditional sports are really trying to find ways to cope with kind of the loss of bums getting in seats and obviously the revenue with um, all the sports being put on hold. Um, On that side, however, eSports has in a lot of ways flourished. Um, On the one hand, uh, while things like the Overwatch League as well as Call of Duty, which kind of transitioned into kind of more of a event, uh, live event kind of space, they were able to quickly move back to the online presence given the digital nature of the industry. So in that sense, eSports hasn't necessarily lost a beat. And has also benefited from the fact that lots of brands and stakeholders um, who are invested in the traditional sports space have now moved their investments over to esports because it's really the only show in town
0: that's a, you know that's a very interesting point because again uh live nation again a stock that Jack and I used to own uh, obviously uh, has become under uh, significant pressure with the closing of uh, the economy and uh, the social distancing uh, requirements globally um, Big challenges. Uh, Again, we're speaking about Phase 2, Phase 3. Torontonians are getting uh, hopeful uh, towards, of course, their leafers. Uh, Are they going to be back on the ice? Uh, Will it be uh, uh, a a live venue or will it just be strictly televised? But your industry uh, of of e-sports, of e-gaming, as I like to call it, uh, really hasn't, as you said, hasn't missed a beat with the exception of the live venue. Because that was actually something that was really catching my attention. Could they put 20, 30, 50,000 people into an arena and, and, and have them view collectively uh, an, an esports event. Uh, that's something I have never experienced firsthand, but certainly it has caught my attention. Jack, tell me something. Uh, would you go to an esports uh, event, perhaps, say, at the Rogers Center, COVID aside?
1: I'm really not in the gaming myself, but uh, I know that it's certainly got a secular tailwind behind it, and there is a lot of people that are uh, very interested in esports uh, and the uh, the competition that uh, um, arises there. And I think probably I think probably going to an event like that, where you do have people around you, once things obviously open up again, I do think there'd be a lot of people that do uh, want to go back. Yeah,
3: and, and just to kind of chime in for a second, kind of fun fact on that: um, the Air Canada Centre, prior to being changed to Scotia Bank Place, um, actually held the League of Legends final a few years back, and it was actually the fastest sold-out event in the history of the ACC.
0: Yeah, again, excuse me, I dated myself with uh, with the name. Uh, good golly, if, if I didn't uh, think too hard, I was going to call it the uh, the Sky Dome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rebranding stadiums. It's, uh, that in itself is an industry unto itself. Isn't it? putting your name on a big stadium? Often marks the top of a of a company, I must say, uh, and I will also say Rogers was very, very savvy in that acquisition uh, of of buying uh, the Jays and the stadium. Good move on their part, and so so much so that they end up selling a sponsorship to Scotia. Uh, good move on their part as well. Uh, well, that's what esports is all about. It's about branding. It's about uh, putting your name with something or onto something that's hot, and that's going to help make your business, whatever it may be, famous. This is Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money. Uh, we are delving into a new industry right here, right now. It's the industry of esports, e-gaming. Jack and I, we own Activision. Full disclosure and it's worked very very well for us. There's so much behind the scenes when it comes to esports, e-gaming. Uh, Evan Cubes, of course, he is an agent representing uh, esports athletes, uh, pro gamers. Uh, it is an industry. Uh, there is hope, perhaps, for your little boy or girl who just loves the game. Uh, please stay tuned. Sci-Fi Radio, Global News Radio. 640
2: in Toronto. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
0: with Hi-Fi Radio, the show about money. Hey, Who doesn't think about money? We all think about money. Money matters. And Jack and I want you to have plenty of it. Uh, Often, the early bird gets the worm. If you can get on a good trend, and if you can ride the trend, that's how you make money. Warren Buffett often says you don't need a lot of good ideas. Find one or two and ride them. And that's perhaps what this one's all about. It's the Business of e-sports, e-gaming—I like to refer to it as Um, COVID-19. Video gaming, of course, continues to uh, flourish. Uh, I just look at the video gaming companies. Jack and I own Activision. Uh, Watching, of course, Take Two, Electronic Arts—they're They all got some good tailwind to them, without question. Uh, So uh, the digital world allows us, allows some, to continue to uh, be entertained. But there's so much more behind the scenes, and the notion of Video gamers becoming, quote-unquote, e-athletes is a whole new concept. And if you're an athlete, well, there's sponsorships behind it. Money is what it's all about. And uh, Evan, I want to ask you, uh, up-and-coming gamers, um, what kind of potential income revenue can a gamer generate? Uh, and, and, and what are the sources of money available to a hot gamer?
3: Absolutely. Great question, Wolf. Um, so fundamentally speaking, uh, both pro gamers as well as streamers, they generally earn revenue from kind of four main sources. Uh, first, obviously being salary if you're a pro gamer from the organization that you're playing for. Number two being sponsorships um, from either team sponsorships or your own personal sponsorships. And of course, uh, subscriptions as well as donations from your Twitch or uh, Facebook gaming streams uh, they incur quite significant revenue.
0: Fascinating. Absolutely. So, but the primary source would be what? Sponsorships and, 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 and salary from your team. And, and, and what type of a team salary uh, can a really good gamer pick up this year? Absolutely. So that obviously depends on the title
3: of your playing, whether you're playing in a triple A game or kind of a double A game. So if you're looking at something like the Overwatch League or Call of Duty, which have been in the news lately um, for the past year or so, the minimum salary for a player in those leagues is $50,000 USD. Um, That being said, um, there's very few players, if any, who are actually receiving that. The vast majority are earning well
0: over six figures. Over six figures? Yeah. And And then in terms of sponsorship, well, again, obviously Nike is not at the – table as a sponsorship and Coke Mm -hmm. and Pepsi and and the likes. So so who are backing? Give us some big brands uh, that are really putting some money on the table from a sponsorship point of view.
3: Absolutely. And from a kind of uh, further way you just noted, um, Coca-Cola is actually a sponsor of the Overwatch League. Um, So they actually put in, uh, uh, it's not disclosed how much, but it is a seven-figure sponsorship um, as well. So looking across the league, uh, it's very rare, I would say, for teams to incur seven-figure deals at this point. Um, though many do, so to speak, but there are really only a handful of them. But the vast majority of deals, particularly ones I've been working on, are in the anywhere from five- to six-figure range, the mid-six-figure range on the high point. Um,
0: does YouTube um, play into this, or, or is that now dated? Uh, in other words, YouTube channels, uh, getting enough views to actually get yourself an a AdSense uh, contract-slash-revenue stream? Uh, absolutely uh
3: youtube is actually the biggest competitor to twitch uh which is considered the number one streaming platform youtube actually just purchased the rights uh, a few months ago to stream uh, all three of the major esports titles from activision blizzard and in order to do so they paid uh, 160 million dollars over the course of three years to get the licensing rights uh, for those games and on top of that individual streamers and creators actually have exclusive licensing deals and streaming deals with those platforms. One, of course, being CourageJD, who's one of the top streamers in the world, recently signed a very lucrative deal with YouTube.
0: Well, again, my friends, remember, YouTube is owned by Google. Uh, They continue to monetize that franchise. We're speaking with Evan Cubes. Um, He is a lawyer. Uh, He represents uh, eGamers. Uh, president of Rumble Gaming. It's a good combination you have there, uh, being a lawyer and then opening up a gaming business, create your own division. Um, tell me something, uh, from on a personal note, um, how many clients do you now have on your roster? In other words, how many uh, hot gamers uh, do you represent?
3: Yeah, so we represent uh, well over 450 esports teams, players, creators, game developers, and ancillary entities, and just general industry
0: stakeholders. And you're right, and you're located right here in Toronto.
3: Located right here in Toronto, though the vast majority of our clients are in the U.S.
0: Oh, this. Oh, you're in Toronto, but the bulk of your clients are in the United States.
3: Absolutely, and that's kind of uh, given the the nature of our industry. It's it's borderless, it's regionless. It doesn't really matter where you are. Games kind of transcend physical locations, and that goes the same for the infrastructure companies like our own.
0: Unbelievable. Absolutely. Well, again, the world has become flat. Instantaneous uh, response seems to be the new vogue. I'm hearing of people just being delighted with uh, their ability to purchase items off of Facebook. They're saying it's been the quickest response uh, ever. You've got to wonder where some of this stuff comes from far and wide, uh, but it makes a way to your doorstep uh, so instantaneously, so seamlessly. Well, it's COVID-19, and they're pushing us all to the limit, and uh, well, I think we're doing just fine certainly here in canada uh we are remaining very very responsible and again uh, to help fill our time uh, perhaps you pick up a new hobby called video gaming uh and if you get real good give evan cubes a call he perhaps can represent you and you make yourself a six salary figure oh, wouldn't that be fun to play video games uh, evan uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show uh, stay current as i know you will and keep building your roster uh, i look forward to having a, uh, a few of your uh, clients so to speak, uh, join us on the show as this industry continues to evolve. Uh, You know, we like to find the unknown talent early and rise with them as a show that we present to you each and every week. We like to push it to the limits and have it rise. Good friends, we're going to take a little break and get right back to you with Hi-Fi Radio, the show about money. And we're going to continue to speak about, uh, well, some of the issues that we have here in Toronto that money can solve. Please stay tuned.
2: Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: There's a little live Bowie. I think it's five. Certainly not the album cup, but you know what it is it's Heroes. I want each and every one of you to be a hero, right here, right now, and give a little bit. The city, it needs help. You see it, you know it, you feel it. This is a show about money, and the more money we have, well, the more we should help, and we can all help. And it's so easy. Money allows you to help. So you don't even have to do anything. Just give a little money away. The 10 cities are popping up. You know, I'm, I'm hearing your friends. I'm seeing pictures on Instagram of the beloved Rosedale here in toronto uh tent cities are emerging all over the place you have these million dollar homes and you have people living in tents along university avenue i saw tent upon tent the last time i was downtown the gardener they just seem to relocate these people from a tent city to another tent city these little communities continue to emerge we cannot get rid of them without money money can solve these problems uh i was very delighted uh jack uh I don't know, a few months ago, uh, to this young lady reached out to me, uh, Angie Reed, And uh, I'm not sure how she came in contact with me, either through Hi-Fi Radio, uh, but I don't think so. It, it, of course, it's early in the morning. I don't think Angie's a morning girl, uh, unless she's shooting film. But she reached out to me and said, uh, Wolf, can you help me? I'm working on this little uh, documentary uh, featuring or, or about homelessness and, and mental health. And addiction uh, in our great city uh, of Toronto and uh, I'd like you to take a look at my short and see if you have any ideas for me and so uh, I did and I was very moved by the short so much so I played it to my son my 16 year old son and uh, it struck him hard I'm so delighted my 18 year old has to watch it and of course it is about homelessness it's about mental health and it's about drug addiction and it's a uh, filmed right here in Toronto and the, the problems are real. I'm glad uh, Angie has uh, created what she calls the sick in the six. Uh, I want to welcome Angie Reed, co-director, creator, and producer of the sick in the six, and her other co-producer, Richard Cevallo. Correct, Richard Cevallo. That's correct. Uh, thank you for for joining us, uh, friends. Uh, Angie Reed, uh, Richard Cevallo, uh, producers of the sick in the six. Uh, as soon as I heard the headline, I asked my beautiful wife, Kathleen, who is way smarter than I, certainly more savvy on a day-to-day basis, uh, what the six is. Uh, I was out of touch, and she went to me, of course, it came from Drake, uh, she believes, and uh, referred to the first three digits uh, in our phone numbers, 416. Uh, so, uh, Richard, you think this, this, this whole numbering of cities uh, came from the, uh, the, the urban, the, the, the rap community?
4: Um, I do. It was um, sometime I think in the 90s, rappers started to refer to their their um, the places where they live uh, by their area code. So you get you know the 212 or the 305, and um, and Toronto followed suit with the 416. And I believe like they do in a lot of the urban community, they tend to shorten things to as few words as possible. So it, the 416 became inevitably the six.
0: Right, they short... Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, we shorten things on Bay and Wall Street. Uh, we take company names and turn them into tickers. Yes, a couple of letters, two, three, four letters. Oh, uh, <laughs> golly. Hey, it's all about time. Everything should be short and quick and tight. Uh, you know what the problem is with what you're dealing with, with your documentary? There is no quick fix, with the exception <laughs> of money. So, um, Andrew, I want to thank you and congratulate you and, and, and speak to you about... Uh, uh, why you felt it important uh, to produce this documentary it obviously cost you money You're, uh, you, how are you funding it and, and, and what is your ultimate goal for the documentary you've created called The Sick in the Six
5: well thank you first of all for having me on the show I appreciate it and uh, so first of all I produced it by myself with my own hard earned money second of all I suffered uh, mental health and addictions all my life. I lived in the heart of the downtown core, right across from Moss Park. And it was very, very, you know, we were very aware of it every day. We'd wake up to, you know, people overdosing in in my front entrance, uh, you know, walking the dog. It It was just so out there all the time. And I was so passionate in helping these people, but I couldn't do it alone. So then, I just started speaking to them and, and getting to know them, and they're, you know, they're just regular human beings like ourselves. And uh, you know, got got you know interested in some of these people became my friends. You know, I'd see them every day, and I I put a smile on their face, you know. And you know, whether they're you know mental health issues or addictions, um, it was it was just really sad. And I really wanted to put together something to, to to create awareness to what's going on, to see at least if we can do something to help. And uh, that's basically why I did it.
0: And we're speaking with Angie Reed. She's a co-director, creator, and producer uh, of a short, a film, called The Sick in the Six. It's about mental health. It's about drug addiction. It's about homelessness in our city. The show is Hi-Fi Radio. You're listening to it. It's a show about money. Money can help solve these problems, my good friends. Please stay tuned. We're here for you. Jack Hartle, of course. Uh Social distancing, but continue to help me broadcast uh, a show about money for you. Uh, it's on the Global News Radio Network at 640 in Toronto. Quick break, and going to be right back to you and speak further about this documentary. Money.
2: Listen, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, money. more money talk. You're listening to Hi Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: Good morning to you, my friend. It Wolfgang Kai, like Zach Hartle, Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money. It's a show about giving as well. So important, uh, eh? It makes you feel good. Uh, my friend Andrew Reed is on the line. She's quickly becoming my friend, and uh, well, <laughs> she is a ray of sunshine for the uh, the homeless, the mentally uh, uh, ill. Uh, the drug addicted. Uh, she has shot a documentary. She's gotten to know, well, uh, the people in need, and uh, that in itself uh, it's my heart. Uh, Angie, really, it did to speak to these okay. people. Wow. it it is so powerful what you've just done and said to me. It did. It, 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 tell me something. It, were you not afraid, perhaps, that uh, you know, approaching a, a person on heroin or, or, or a person really with nothing? And hence, nothing to lose. Where did you get the courage just to walk over there to them and say hello and start a conversation?
5: Oh boy, you know, Wolfgang, I'm actually not afraid. Uh, in fact, I'm curious. Um, I I love. I just love hearing their stories. Um, it's interesting, you know, because a lot of people think I was crazy. Like a lot of people were like, "Why are you like?" Okay, so I'll give you an example. I had saved someone. I gave them CPR last year and i was awarded the saint john's award and i performed cpr and someone that was ODing off heroin and i brought them back to life and i was awarded the saint john's award and i remember someone saying to me are you crazy you know like i was nuts for doing it but it, it makes me feel so so good at the end of my day that i can give back something um i, I just i love it i love doing this i wish i had more money to help i wish you know, that we could all come together and help. I think more can be done. And, uh, again, we need more awareness, you know.
1: And, you, uh, Angie,
0: but you're right, Angie. And that's why, again, I think you're off to a very important start. It all begins with awareness. And part of awareness, it's an advertising uh, strategy. It's called frequency Hey, you ever hear that commercial over and over and over again? You hear it enough that you remember the phone number, hey, 967-1111, too early for a pizza. It's about awareness. And and as you put out and created, I think, a very, very powerful piece, a piece all teenagers today should view. Um, Tell me something. Have you received a lot of um, attention and interest in your work? And has it uh, done well in the world of social media? Are you getting a lot of hits, in other words?
5: Um, okay, well, you know, we just revised this, this documentary. Um, we shortened it. And you are the first to see it, believe it or not. So I congratulate you. Oh. <laughs> so we are going to have a pre-screening. My goal is to, yes, screen it, you know, submit it into the, some of the festivals. I'm going to get all these people that have spoken in my documentary. I'm going to put them up in suits and they're going to walk the red carpet. They're all excited about this. Which makes me excited. Um, I'm going to let Richard answer some of these questions as well because he is the, the creator as well. So, Richard, what do you think?
4: Um, um, one of the things, uh, the reasons I think, um, and Angie may not have touched on this, that she wanted to do this was, um, and this was my experience. She's much more brave than me because I do have some fear when it comes to confronting these people. Even though I did myself grow up in in, um, in Ontario's um, housing projects. Um, I'm, I'm, they're, they're, they're familiar to me, but I had a little bit, um, I was a little bit more apprehensive. But one of the things I wanted people to get a sense of is that, you know, you're walking down the street and you see this guy's got mental illness, and or he's homeless, or he's, or he's drug addicted, and there's always that question. That person was somebody's son or daughter at some point, and I would like to know how they went from being somebody's son or daughter to their present situation, and that's one of the things I wanted to, to address. Um, and in speaking to um, who we'd like to view this to, we, when you touched on it, you said that your son, your son took a look at it. One of the, ma- one of the things that we are looking at is to get it into the school system, um, um, whether it be a, a, a part of the formal education or some kind of presentation. Um, um, so we're going to approach the school system right now and see if we can get them to take a look at it as well.
0: Um, hey, Jack, please, I want, you, I want you to pipe in here. And Jack, did you watch the clip that, we, that, that I sent you? Did you have a chance to?
1: I did, yes. I actually watched it this morning. It's a very well done, very emotional documentary and obviously shed light on a lot of, you know, issues that uh, people really don't talk about a lot in Toronto. Are you going to play it for your kids, Jack? (laughs) Well, my nine-year-old, I think, is probably still a bit young for it, but uh, I think it should be shown to kids uh, without question if they're, you know, a bit more mature, maybe in their teenage years. Yeah, well, I,
0: again, my sixteen-year-old was moved by uh, Angie. I think it's uh, brilliant. Um, so, when is the earliest date uh, our listeners can uh, see the sick in the sex produced, co-produced by Angie Reed and Richard Chaballo?
5: My goal is for early September. That is, would be my goal. It's you know, to, you know, we've got COVID right now, which is kind of putting a damper on everything. Social distancing. So, I really want to present it well and give it the fair viewing that it deserves. So, going with the climate right now, we're looking at September, um, hopefully sooner than that. But I will definitely keep you locked in and in the know, Looking.
4: Yeah, the
0: the other issue is, you know, you mentioned um, Moss Park. Uh, You know, it's quite remarkable. And, Jack, you know that area from, of course, Jack is, my good friend, Captain Jack. Uh, you know, retired uh, reserve captain in the uh, Canadian Forces. Uh, thank you for your service, Jack. Um, but the Moss Park, of course, had the armory over there. And, and I drove to Moss Park, I think about six months ago, eight months ago, and I could not believe the. Uh, we're going to call a regentrification of the neighborhood. But a big broom comes out and they try to sweep away the problems. And all I saw, Angie and Richard, was them further concentrating the 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 problems shall we call them into a tighter and tighter area, which then has me pivot over to my former university Ryerson, where the need exchange program is and I, I'm sorry to say, but that I, I believe in safe injection sites I believe in, 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 in what the city of Toronto's Health department is trying to do, um, but i <laughs> We, we have a problem at Ryerson, uh, without question. It, it's becoming unsafe for the students, um, mm-hmm. it's becoming unattractive to the students as well. So it, it is so juxtaposed. It's right in our face. Got to do something about it. So we're going to go to break. I want to get back with Angela and Richard and ask them, how do they think, what's one of the best steps beyond awareness for us to help solve the problem and improve our great city we call Toronto, they call the, uh, the six. Hi-Fi Radio, Show About Money, Jack Hartle, Wolfgang Klein, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto.
2: Making money is the best. So how do you make more money? money Come on back after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
0: What well, about that Hammond organ, eh? What a yeah. cool instrument that is, a Hammond organ. I don't know why that thing faded. I don't understand. What a great instrument. It was replaced by electronica? Come on. It can't happen. Oh, well, I'm dated myself, but that's what I do. I'm 55 years old. It's Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money. Um, I was uh, blessed uh, and moved uh, to receive a, uh, a short, a film, um, called The Sick in the six, it's basically about the underprivileged, uh, the hurting, um, the, the, the frightened and scared, the drug-addicted, uh, the mentally ill, the homelessness right here in Toronto. It's a growing problem. Uh, the city is getting richer. Uh, the real estate is becoming more valuable. Uh, buildings are being demolished and high-rises are being replaced. Um, low-income housing is being remapped. Uh, I know our mayor is trying hard, and I know our mayor is often getting uh, pushed back. And I recently heard, uh, Angie and Richard, uh, again, thank you for joining us on the show. You are the uh, producers of The Sick in the Six. Um, and I want to ask you a, cu- a couple of questions here. I know Jack does as well. Um, you know, this is our great city, and uh, we, of course, want to live in a safe city and in an uh, appealing city, and a city with love and a city with, with heart. Um, but we have a lot of problems around us, and these problems are becoming more visible. I'm speaking about homelessness. I'm speaking about the uh, the, 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 the 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 those who 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 are alone and, and and who are desperate, and and, and they and they turn to uh, crutches, uh, drugs, drug addiction, um, mental illness. Um, it, it is such a problem. I, I can't stress it enough. And uh, I think the, the awareness that you've created from your show is going to be very, very well received. Uh, I, I, I'm going to completely support it wherever I possibly can. But the question is, is there a solution? What is the solution? And I want I to buttress that question with the legalization of marijuana, uh, the, the, the coming to market uh, by prescription or not, the hallucinogenics, um, the perhaps decriminalizing of all drugs in Canada, similar to the Portug- uh, the Portuguese model. Um, please,
4: I want you to speak to that. Okay, uh, well, I'll, I'll go first. Do you mind, Angie? No. Um, please, please. One of the things, the cynic in me wants to say that the government is often not interested in the homeless because there's no money in it. Um, but but I also realize, the mature side of me says, I also realize that it's a very complex problem. Um, of course, money, you can, you can throw a lot of money at it, but I think, um, as you stated earlier, attitude, attitude is also very important. We've got to let people, you know, c- come to make people realize that these are just, these are your neighbors. These are your friends. These are people, you know, that are just regular people just like you who just happen to fall on bad times. Um, I think the system, you, you, you touched on it earlier, Wolfgang, that the system, you know, the gentrification of, our, of the community, what it's causing is, I mean, I, I drive downtown and I, and I look around, I see condos being built everywhere. So there's definitely money somewhere. But I think the part of the problem is that you have foreign investors who can come in here, buy a property and then, and then, and then sort of artificially increase some, um, you know, increase the cost of housing and it affects the housing costs and it also, and it, and it kills the middle class. So now you're having a lot more people who are middle class. who, who are moving slowly down into being poor. You know, so that's, that's a problem that's going to, that's going to keep getting worse unless we start to say, Hey, something's got to be done. Um, you know, so I think that, I think personally that, um, that, that definitely, you know, we, we need to stop this, this, the increasing of, of, of the cost of homes and real estate, because there are people that, I mean, I've got friends of mine who were once middle-class doing quite well. I mean, most of their income now goes to just paying for rent, you know, and they're having to definitely look at other ways to find money to get food. It's crazy. You know, um, and then touching on the, um, the whole drug thing, I'm a believer that drugs should be legalized. You know, the problem with, with the whole war on drugs is that when you remove um, a, a drug dealer from the corner, there's going to be thousands more that are going to fall in the place. You'll never win this war. And, uh, you know, and, and if you legalize it, then you remove the, the street hustlers, you remove the gangs, you know, you remove, the you know, the mafia. And that's just my opinion. Right. So um, that's that's kind of my outlook on the whole thing. Yeah, yeah I, I can interject there. Um, you, you know, there is a, there's a movement afoot of Uber
0: drivers um, delivering marijuana to underage children. Um, they, so they, they, they will, they, I don't know, they text and they, they do a drop-off and they do a transaction. Uh, it has become so easy for, for minors to access cannabis. Um, and I, I don't think this is to anyone's surprise, but there remains a very large black market. Uh, perhaps it will fade over time perhaps it won't Uh, but without question there are unintended consequences Uh, again this notion of i'm not sure what the drug is in magic mushrooms uh but certainly uh, and and perhaps there are medicinal benefits i'm not going to doubt that for a second you know following proper research and the likes. uh but making that item more readily available again it's a slippery slope um It really, really isn't. You know, when it comes to substance abuse, it begins with a certain substance and then, for many, uh, escalates into a more severe substance. Uh, In your documentary, Angie, um, that one poor individual who, who spoke that they began smoking marijuana and they worked their way up to black tar heroin and a whole lot of drugs in between. Uh, so, you know, the old notion of gateway drugs, where I remember going to school and the teachers and the likes would scare that, ooh, it's a gateway drug. There is some validity to it.
5: Mm-hmm. It is. Um, even with me, I mean, you know, even pharmaceuticals, Wolfgang, you know, you could go on the street and get yourself some benzos or perks. No problem. Just as easy it is to get marijuana, cocaine, alcohol, stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's 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 scary, you know, because she's got you've got these kids now, and they're taking things, and they're laced with fentanyl, or you know, Molly's laced with fentanyl, or Perk's laced with fentanyl. You don't know what you're getting, you know, and it's, it's becoming very scary. And um, we've got we've got to work something out, and we've got to put a stop to this stuff
0: and protect. Well, Again, I want to I want to I to interject, and again, again, this is going to help you out here. So I was watching YouTube, and Jack, I don't know if you saw it. Um, there is, I think it's called Psychedelics. There is a documentary on YouTube, and it is speaking about psychedelics. And so I thought, interesting, I, I just heard about the mushrooms perhaps becoming uh, legal or decriminalized, at least on the pharmaceutical side, but let me watch it, do some homework. I couldn't believe to see Sting featured front, Sting featured front and center uh, discussing various, Trips he took, going to Mexico and and consuming <laughs> peyote, I believe it as the, the 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 cactus uh, with the hallucinogenic in it. Uh, so almost depicting that it's okay. Wow. You know, and that, that's right. Like I love what you produce because what you produce, <laughs> the guys, it is not okay. Uh, because if if you go down this road, the end result is not. Pretty, it becomes very painful for the individual and for all of society to see. Um, you know, empathy, compassion, awareness, um, and, 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 you know, that's what the two of you have demonstrated with what you have produced I, I cannot tip my hat enough off to both of you, Angie Reed uh, and Richard Ciavello, uh, for producing The Sick the six. uh, Please, as soon as it is being made available to the public, let me know. Uh, I will help uh, uh, distribute it for you. Uh, I think you're going to uh, uh, receive a lot of attention uh, in a good way uh, towards it. And I do believe that money can certainly solve some of these problems from a from a sheltering point of view, from a, a, a nurse and doctor and public health point of view, from a just as simple as having an ear to listen to someone's problems. And that's what you have also done and demonstrated firsthand. Uh, Angie, I congratulate you uh, for that. Uh, you listen to Hi-Fi Radio. It's on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. I am Wolfgang Klein. Jack Hartle, my partner, here for you and your success. And as I often say, please, if you're a successful give a little bit to someone who is less so. You'll feel good, and so will they. Please stay tuned, more show right after this.
2: Stay with us, there's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
0: Okay, fine. Jack Hartle. The show is Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money. Do you not love the steel drums? I bring you the Hammond organ and we talk about the steel drums and that's the fidelity in the show. But down to business, it's a show about money uh, and Jack and I want you to have plenty of it so you will always be comfortable and, well, can help others. Uh, Isn't that a good thing? Uh, Indeed it is. Well, uh, Jack, I have to take it all back home and back home means... Baby steps, eh, Uh, to help solve the world's problems, and baby steps to help yourself. Uh, Again, when it comes to money, every little bit helps. You know, if you save a dollar, uh, it will grow, and you must continuously add to your little war chest, uh, and it will grow, and it will compound. And, you know, Jack and I have studied money, and we've studied numbers for decades, and You know our conclusions are very very simple and they're quite remarkable, Um, and it's the reason why I think many people don't want to become uh, don't become successful with money, is because they don't want to commit to a long term plan, and and you know Jack, when you and I speak about long term, you know we we concluded that it basically takes about twenty five years to really feel and see your success. And and that is the number that Jack and I are going to beg you to try to commit to. And the sooner you start, the sooner the 25 years is up. In other words, if you begin on a program when you are 25, by the time you're 50, I promise you, you are going to be in very good shape and be able to uh, enter your golden years uh, extremely comfortable. However, if you begin at the age 50, it becomes so much more challenging to create wealth so you must start early and you must consistently invest jack the next point about that consistently invest and again we it's simple we know it at heart but it takes us years to truly appreciate it and that is the ability a not to panic during a crisis and more importantly if you are more advanced at the world of investing take advantage of a crisis it will allow you to use what Jack has now, I'm going to say, coined the notion of time arbitrage. Jack, let me talk again about that that, that concept you brought to my attention a couple of weeks ago,
1: time arbitrage. Sure. Well, well we, uh, we talked about it on last week's show, but time arbitrage is really the ability to take a long-term view and look through the short-term noise. So as an investor, um, you want to be a realist, but I think as an equity investor, you want to be an optimist because over time, equities – have gone higher, Uh, there's been lots of blips in between, and we had one just recently at the beginning of the year. But uh, be an optimist, take the long-term view, because the alternative is being a pessimist and looking at all the short-term noise. And there's always short-term noise in the markets that's going to scare you. And if you're always a pessimist and looking at the short-term, you'll never get invested. And like you said, you need to take advantage of time and compounding and develop those healthy habits of saving. That's really what you can control. And then buy good quality assets.
0: You know, Jack. I, I want to again what I what I have learned, and you have learned too. And you and I spoke about this just yesterday. Uh, is you know what the pessimist tends to?
1: Do? They tend to overthink things. Hey, Jack. Well, there's, there's always negative headlines things. out there. Well, yeah, there's always there's negative me. headlines. They do overthink. There things. is always negative headlines. And the, the media. The, the media. notion of
0: overthinking stuff, hey? Eh? They just overthink stuff. And they focus on the negative stuff, which is always there. Why not focus on the positive stuff, which is also always there as well? And build your case around it. You know, Jack, you made it the, the point. At the end of the day, the trend is from lower left to upper right. We spoke about the global population and the global economy, historically speaking evolves. It grows and gets bigger and bigger and more efficient and more effective. Get on board. Get a piece of it. The world is your oyster, my friends. And you know something? Jack and I are here to help you along the way because everyone needs a great coach. And that's what Jack and I, we are money coaches and we're darn good at it, I must say. But we also have heart. And I want you, and I know you do because you listen to the show, continue to share with the world uh, what you have. The world needs your help and it's our duty to help others as jack and i try to help you each and every week on the global news radio network i want to wish you a great weekend uh stay safe stay happy may the sun be with you and i look forward to joining you as jack does next weekend on the global news radio network 640 in toronto and please tell your friends about hi-fi radio